Alabama State introduces a new shiny quarterback to their quarterback race. We contextualize the quarterback battle happening down there at FAMU, and Amisha Williams' holiday's career is already getting started, and she's making an impact. Oh, yeah, it's Locked On HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked On HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And me, I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports Editor. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day every day. I know I love it when you do that. Now. Alabama State has introduced a new quarterback into the quarterback battle, D. Davis, a transfer from Auburn. We're going to talk about him in a little bit, but I do want to say that things feel like it's setting up to have a new quarterback and a new coach because we know Eddie Robinson is there. And now you bring in this big-name transfer out of the big the big school in the state, or one of, obviously not the big school. No disrespect, War Eagles. No disrespect, okay? But we know. All right. When you got Alabama in there and we talking about football, you can't disrespect the Mac like they ain't the one. And it's coming from I ain't a fan of neither. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. If y'all want to get mad at me, get mad at me. Ask South Exclusive. Talk to me on Twitter. I ain't worried about it. So you having a guy come down to big schools in the state. He's transferring in. It feels like you're setting it up to have your new coach and your new shiny cord or new shiny uh quarterback as well. We'll see. I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's still going to be a battle, but we'll get into that more. The reason I think this was a move that was needed is because you look at the passing game and they needed some juice. They did. And we're going to look at the stats and we're going to make this argument and talk about them from a statistic standpoint. So let's read off some, some of their placements within the conference, right? So they were ninth in the SWAC in passing yards, sixth in touchdowns, passing touchdowns, and then fifth in completions. So when you're analyzing the passing game, strictly looking at what they did statistically, the things, and I think there's some things to feel good about, and that's the sense that you're you're pretty efficient, you're fifth in completions, and then also you have a pretty good completion percentage. Now, here's the thing. They're not throwing the ball a lot. So I think they're like seventh or eighth in, in attempts. So you're – I always feel like this. If you're higher – in completions, ranking-wise, if you're higher in rankings as completion goes, as opposed to attempts, you're doing pretty good. Your completion percentage is better than most. And if I threw as many times as you, I would probably have more completions. I would definitely have more completions at the rate that I am at. But then I also might have more yards. So we're going to talk about that because I think that's a positive thing. Sixth in passing touchdowns, and that's a good thing as well. It's it's like this. You have you're in the middle of the pack and you have these, these surveys where they say, are you highly dissatisfied, slightly dissatisfied, in the middle, slightly satisfied, or completely or highly satisfied? And I'm slightly satisfied. I think right there in the middle, that's good. And I'm going to give a positive grade on that. So those are some of the things that have gone that have gone well. But one of the things that was negative for Alabama State is the fact that they were ninth in passing yards. So 
they might have a good completion percentage. They might be good in the amount of completions that they have, but they're kind of dinking and dumping. And there's nothing wrong with dinking and dumping as long as you're getting there for touchdowns. Now, remember, they are sixth in touchdowns, so they are scoring through the air. It's just the fact they're not getting many yards. So that wouldn't be a problem if the running game was keeping it up, but the running game wasn't having it to where it's a above. So now you need something to happen. You need something to shake up. Getting a quarterback makes sense. And here's the other bad thing. And I think this was the one that did it, did it in the worst. The completion percentage is good, but see, it's bad. So it looks like you're efficient as far as completion percentage goes. But when you're looking at the efficiency rating that the swag does, you're not above average in that. And D Davis is not just going to be gifted the spot. He's not at all. There's still going to be talent in there. You have the spring, the quarantine spring 21 season, quarter uh, freshman of the year, Ryan Nettles, he's in there. So there's talent there. There is three different quarterbacks who have started a game for Alabama State last year. Now, you're probably not happy about that, and that's why you're bringing in a quarterback. However, it's not a situation where he's just going to be the guy. Like, all right, we're bringing you in. You're going to be the guy, period. We know that. You could be the guy. We would like you to be the guy. You're coming in with four years of eligibility because he's a redshirt freshman. So he could be the man for the foreseeable future through the rest of his career, four years at Alabama State. That could happen. But who is D. Davis? Who is he? And let's break down just a little bit about him. He's from North Shore, which is in Houston, Texas. And y'all know how I feel. Texas is a hotbed, is a hotbed for athletics, but specifically high school football. It's like a second religion. So you already know that if you're out there dominating in high school, you're a guy who's going to be highly recruited. You're going to be somebody who people pay attention to. And he was at North Shore won back-to-back championships in 18 and 19. So he definitely was successful. He was the 34th ranked player coming out of the state that year. And he didn't really do anything at, at, at Auburn. He was a wrestler. He didn't play. So there's been some arguments about schematic fits. And basically how he's somebody who prefers to use his legs. He's a very mobile quarterback. He had 13,000 yards in high school, 3,000 and change of that coming on the on the ground as opposed to just the legs. So he's a dual threat guy. He's somebody who can do both. So if you have somebody like that, you want to make sure that you can use it. And that just wasn't something that was going to be used at Auburn. So it just didn't work out there. And I think that when you look at him, he was a four-star recruit coming out of high school. He's a guy who has won. I know that it doesn't really matter in the long run because a lot of people win, but I like winners. And Texas high school football is a big deal. So if you're winning state championships there, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put as a little feather in your cap. It's something I'm going to do. You don't have to do it, but I'm going to do it. And while you're hearing me, you're going to hear me do it. So I think that that means something. We'll see if it was just simply a schematic fit. Let's see if he fits better here. Maybe they allow him to use his legs even better. We'll see because I'm interested because you have D. Davis, a big-time recruit coming out of Auburn. This seems like the type of guy who will give you some juice and might be able to rejuvenate that passing game and just rejuvenate the offense from the quarterback position. I'm excited to see that. Just like I'm excited to see what is Florida A&M going to do. I revisit Willie Simmons' comments about how the offense should run and how that might actually impact the quarterback battle because it still is not solved yet. But before we get into that, I want to tell you about Built Bar, because Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market, bar none. There are so many delicious flavors to choose from. I have to I have to try me something new, because 
I'm a blueberry muffin guy. You know that through and through. I love blueberry muffin. It's tried and true. It's a delicious flavor that I know I can always count on and you can as well. But I just want to try something new now. 17 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, all going to be there no matter which flavor that I go to. But they have a multitude of delicious flavors. Banana cream pie sounds delicious. Um, Cookies and cream, I feel like that's tried and true. I still never tried my cookies and cream, so I got to make sure I do that. I got to make sure I find it first. (laughs) But make sure you're trying all those flavors. And don't forget about the built puffs because that's marshmallow covered in chocolate, still infused in protein. Still has all the health benefits. It's crazy. Listen, if you want to get those, go to built.com and listen. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your offer. All right, so we're rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day and i want to make sure that you're checking out the locked on nfl mock draft show is starting monday and they're going to keep it rolling we're going to make sure that we have you covered with everything you could possibly need for the nfl draft want to know who your team is picking then check out our local experts and on the day of the draft in day one two and three all three days all seven rounds they will have you covered on the locked on nfl youtube page for live coverage of the draft. The NFL mock draft will be on the Locked On NFL Draft uh, podcast feed and Odyssey feed. Now, for our word of the day, this is the word that, listen, uh, it's polyglot. This is crazy. This means knowing or using several languages. I can't wait to see how we get this in here. It should be interesting. But first, we're going to talk about the Florida A&M quarterback battle and how Willie Simmons's words not only told you how the team is going to be run, but we'll see if that impacts the quarterback that he decides to choose. So let's let's revisit. I thought that Coach Simmons had some interesting words. He talked about how he would like the team to run, and he made a comment about basically you just need to drive the car. And I told you we were going to get to this. There have been so many things popping off that we haven't been able to revisit the conversation, but it was important to me that we did get to it at some point, and they still have not named a a starting quarterback for week one, so that spot is still up in the air. And it was just something that if you're going to talk about your offense in a way to boost up your defense, well, let's look at what that means about the offense as well because it was a statement that was really meant, meant to say, yeah, listen, Our defense is just that good that this is all we need out of our offense. But he also said that's all we're looking for out of our offense. I think that's different. It's one thing to say that my defense is so good that my offense doesn't have to be great. As opposed to, I'm just asking my offense to do this. Don't mess up. That's it. The battle was open at the beginning of the spring practice. It's still open now. Nobody has just came and grabbed it and said, this is my spot to have. So let's see. Let's see what somebody would have to do or what that quarterback would have to look like in order to make that happen. Um, let's 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 break it down and let's see if Willie Simmons's comments could have an impact. Remember, we're looking for quarterbacks who can drive the car. To me, that tells me he wants an offense or, excuse me, play mistake free. That tells me that you want an offense that's risk averse. You want a quarterback that's risk averse. And let's be very clear. Being mistake-free is a great piece of a rubric. I, I like it. You want to make sure that you have a bunch of mistakes. There are certain quarterbacks who are going to have those, and you live with them, you die with them. That is what it is. So I don't think that Willie Simmons wants a Brett Favre type of quarterback. 
He doesn't want somebody who's a gunslinger, somebody who's going to give you some really high highs, but they are going to make some mistakes that could cost you. It's a little bit more high risk, high reward. That's not what he's really going for. I think he's going more for the Ryan Tannehill type. And the Ryan Tannehill, I'm going to keep you on pace. We're going to be right there. We're going to keep constant. We're going to keep constant. And I don't think there's as much the ceiling is high. You know, you have players who have high ceiling, high floors. You have guys who have high ceilings and low floors, high floors, low ceilings. I think he is in a situation where he cares much more about the floor than the ceiling. And I think that's what Willie Simmons is looking at because my defense is that good. However, I don't I don't know if every quarterback is going to be like that. That Jeremy Musa said in the uh, offensive or in the spring game, spring practice, he said, I think a part of our game plan was coming in and getting the ball out quick, kind of take what the defense gives us and plays present and plays present themselves. Make it. Okay, that's logical. Here's the thing. Like, I feel like when, when you when you when you're really into sports. You got to be kind of, your language has to be polyglot. That was terrible. That was terrible. But basically, you have to be able to understand there's honesty, there's coach speak, there's uh, reading between the lines, and all of those things. And that's a multitude of languages. You have to be able to see through things. You have to understand what's being said when it's not being said. And I think that this is now... I could be butchering this, right? I could I could be that guy who, who took Spanish one and thinks that he can go to Spain now. But to me, what this is, is a situation where it looks like you're going to be doing that during the spring, but really this is the game plan throughout the rest of the fall. You want to get the ball out the hands quick, kind of take what the defense gives you, and if the play presents itself, makes it. I'm not mad at that. There are quarterbacks who search out plays. I think that almost reading it out loud sounds like, okay, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that, but there are players who are looking for the big play. There are, like James Winston in, in Tampa Bay, he is looking for big plays, especially in that Bruce Arians year. He's not just taking what the defense is giving you. There was a problem this year with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense for not taking what the defense is giving you. Now, I understand that both have problems, so it's like, okay, why wouldn't you want to take that? Well, Patrick Mahomes also wasn't taking what the defense was giving him years ago as well when everybody was loving him. So it's it's just different styles and different things that you have to do. And a lot of times you need to take what the defense is giving you. But it's not it's also not a bad thing to say, well, I want to take a shot here. I want to go over the top. And I think that they have the athletes to be able to do whichever one they want, specifically Xavier Smith coming back. He's a guy who is explosive and can take the top off of a defense, but he's also a guy who can catch the ball short and make something happen for a big game. He's somebody who can be dangerous with the ball in his hand, as well as stretching the field, running routes, trying to get thrown the ball 40, 50 yards down the field. We saw that in the spring game where he took a short pass and had a long touchdown run or touchdown uh, reception because it was yards after the catch. So they have the people to do that. It'll be interesting to see if, if Stanley or excuse me. Yeah. If Stanley, no, I'm three years too late. If McKay, Miritic and Musa are all going to be either that type of quarterback or maybe try to change their game to fit that if that's what Willie Simmons feels like he needs to have or must have because he wants to make sure that they're safe enough to make sure that the defense that is really good continues to flow at a good pace. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But one thing we don't have to wait to see is 
The impact that Amisha Williams' holiday is making, it's clear. I see it. It's tangible. I can feel it. And I'm very excited to say that I'm witnessing it all. But one thing I want to tell you about first is Rock Auto because Rock Auto is here to save you money. I like saving you money. That's why I tell you about promo codes at the end of our, our uh, segments. That's the reason that I want you to listen through all of this so I can save you a little bit of cash on stuff. You ever had a messed up windshield wiper or your, your side mirror broke off? Go, go to Rock Auto. Don't go to these other places that's going to give you only one option that says, well, this is what it's going to be. This is how much you have to pay. Why? Why? No, go to Rock Auto where they're going to give you cheaper, even if it is one option, it's going to be 50, 60, 70% cheaper than you could get at any of these other auto parts store. Make sure you go to Rock Auto if you want to save money. If you don't, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I like to save money, and that's why I like Rock Auto. Go there to rockauto.com and tell them locked on in the How Did You Hear About a section. All right, so wrapping up today's episode of Locked On HBCU, I want to talk about Amisha Williams' holiday because her career is just getting started. It's getting started really fast, by the way. And I feel like she's already making an impact. It's not quite on the court, but we will be talking about it. Now, if you're one of those people who feels like Amisha Williams' holiday's career is already getting started, and she just get drafted? Yeah, you'd be right. <laughs> you would be right. And it's one of those things where Basketball is different. Basketball is different in the sense that their time in between drafting, getting playing is is minuscule. It's it's one of those things where the the NFL the draft is coming up in April. You gonna have May, June, July, August before you get into the preseason. Amisha Williams Holiday was drafted last week. She starts playing games next week. Two weeks, two and a half, the gap between getting drafted and actually getting to your preseason. Because we're talking preseason games, but the season's going to start May 6th. You have a month in between getting drafted. And that's basketball. NBA is going to have summer league, um, I think, about two weeks after the draft. So you're kind of getting to a summer league and a preseason around the same timetable. But here's the difference is when the WNBA athletes are coming in from college, they're not getting much of a break at all. The The March Madness tournament just ended. But you look at the NBA where March Madness ends, the playoffs happen, the whole playoffs go down. You have three months of a, of a vacation or time to get ready if you want to before you even have to worry about the draft. It's a situation where there's just not much of a break. So if you're feeling like Amisha Williams' holidays career is getting off to a fast start, like it's just like quick. Yeah, you you would be right. You would be completely correct in the sense that the time in between her getting drafted and her starting to play is minor. And she's in camp right now, but the impact that she's making isn't a isn't a let's get on the court and, and show what what HBCUs are made of or what kind of prospects that they create. It's nothing like that. What the impact she's making is the fact of People walk up to her. This is what she said. People walk up to her and say, hey, you that girl from Jackson State? But in a loving way, of course, not in a, oh, you that girl from Jackson State. No, it's in a loving way. All right. What does that mean, though? To me, it's not about exposure. Not right now. 
It's not about exposure. It's not about recruitment. It's not about any of those things. It's simply about pride and saying like Amisha Williams Holiday did that. Amisha Williams Holiday is coming from an HBCU and she is in the WNBA. She's in training camp fighting for a spot with all these other ladies who were drafted trying to be a big in, in that on that Indiana Fever team. That's what she is. And she came from HBCU. So you can put your chest out. You can say it with your chest. You can be prideful. She is. She after saying that, everybody comes up and asks her, asks her, like, oh yeah, that's you. And she says, Yeah, she said, I'm gonna rep that to the fullest. This is something that is meant to be prideful about. This is the first HBCU player drafted to the WNBA in over 20 in 20 years. This is something that you should be prideful about. And I don't care about what the ramifications of it are five years down the line. Not right now. Maybe next week or five years down the line. We'll talk about it. But right now, I just think it's simply a moment to stand up, give a round of applause, a standing ovation to Amisha Williams. Be proud of the fact that somebody from HBCU, you might be able to watch when you're looking at those WNBA games going forward. And trust me, once she starts playing and she starts performing, we are going to be cover covering how she does in those games. So in order not to miss it, you have to make Locked on HBCU your first listen of the day every day. But I don't even have to say you have to do it because I know it's something that you wanted to do anyway. For your second listen of the day, make sure you're checking out Locked on NFL Draft because the draft is only a week away at this point. You're going to have Eric Crocker, former NFL and AFL quarterback, breaking down everything that you need, along with Ryan Tracy, giving you all the insight that you could possibly need for the three-day event that we call the NFL Draft. Now, I can't get out of here without saying shout out to my pals for tying up the series versus the Phoenix Suns, 1-1, and we're coming back to the Smoothie King Center. Let's get it done, all right, y'all? Now, tomorrow's episode, we're going to be having Coach G on the show, talking about our number two player on our top 10 draft-eligible HBCU player list. The draft is a recurring theme, and we're almost there. Until next time that we hear each other, family, take care, stay blessed. Catch me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Peace.